is in the know for Thursday, September 24, the 268th day of 2020. There are 98 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. The hashtag is in the know coming up today. We update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. The waiting is over on whether there will or won't be charges in Louisville on the Brianna Taylor death investigation. Talk about that. Also, lots of people paying tribute to Justice RBG in Washington. As we get toward the end of the week, there will be more ceremonies in that regard. And also Cougar football tonight. We'll look forward to that. We have that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's speed. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. You're nasally, but you're a you're a packer. When we go places, if we go on a road yeah. trip, you there's got to be snacks, and you got to yep. poke things here and poke mm-hmm. things there, and you got to have a blanket, yep. and you got to have a change of clothes, and you got to update your last will and testament, and power yep. of attorney has to be granted to. So if we were going to the drive-in, what would you pack? Just a, just off the top of your head, just a quick rapid fire list. If we were going uh, to the drive-through, blanket, the drive-in. Donuts. Well, where did donuts come from? Donuts at the drive-in. Well, All right, that probably works. not. Yeah, um, yeah. Blanket snacks. Um, uh-huh. Lawn chairs. Well, no, because you're at the drive-in you, in you your might, car, right? You might want to sit in the back of your truck, or you might want to sit in front of. But here's the other thing you got to remember: jumper cables. Oh, that's nah, smart. People don't think yeah. to take the jumper cables, so they run their radio or their lights or whatever all that time. Then their car doesn't start at the end of the night. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. hey. How's Misty? I'm laughing because your description of her packing was spot on. <laughs> she really truly is. updates mm-hmm. her will and testament and her guardianship papers every single time yes, because yeah, I have to like I have to start signing things. Yes. And I'm like, she has to send Misty, a, can you sign this for she me? She sends a group text to people who need to know where the sp- important documents are. I'm like, honey, we're just going to the Wigwam Village for the weekend. It's okay. You don't yes. have to do no. all that. No, it is serious you business. Don't have to do like, all that. I leave the country going, wait, did I tell my kids? <laughs> yes, she leaves I. the country with like... Five people standing in the driveway watching the I'll leave the county. Pretty much. Uh, Misty, a new study says over half of Americans are already shopping online for the holidays because they're bored, which which the thought came to my mind. What does someone like you do who was already done Christmas shopping before March 15th? Yeah, so I shop for other people. Oh, so you uh, shopping for Yeah, because you. of my blog, I have other people reaching out to me. Like, I just got a text a couple of days ago saying, my new rug you found for me at my price point. Thank you so much. Looks amazing in my house. So I'm I'm shopping for other people right now. Do you have a fee? <laughs> so far, no. You take a percentage, of, like a lot of things, you take a percentage of the buy. Yeah. That's sure. what you do. That's what I need to be doing. Uh, clouds hold tough as rain chances remain small throughout the day today. Our atmosphere is just so dry. Even though we're getting, seeing some rain showers that are moving into 
uh, Middle Tennessee, even into Northern Tennessee. Our our air is so dry that whatever moisture is in there is just getting sucked up and dried out. Mm-hmm. So don't look for. We've seen a few sprinkles this morning. I noticed uh, you know raindrops on cars, but don't expect anything significant. But next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Don't be surprised if you're not looking at highs struggling to get out of the 60s Ooh. as we get into the mid to later portions of next week. It's going to be very fall-like Chewing. come middle of the week. So mostly sunny. And by the way, that's going to happen pretty much on the eastern half of the United States. So from the Gulf Coast on up into Michigan, you're going to see very mild conditions yeah. that will be in place from uh, Wednesday of next week into the next few days. Uh, mostly cloudy, 72 today. Mostly cloudy with fog tonight, a low of 60. And partly cloudy and 78 as the high tomorrow. Look for it to get warmer into the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. I think we'll see highs in the 80s again. But, uh, you know, because the air is so dry, we're not seeing very much humidity. Mm-hmm. And so it has felt a little more mild. So here we are, uh, September the uh, 24th of 2020. And there are those days that come along on the show when there's uh, it is impo- there's so many variables, so many dynamics so many data points, so much information to consume, to try and put thoughts together is nearly impossible. Yes. Uh, I find myself this morning in an impossible position of trying to corral all of my thoughts mm-hmm. about the events yesterday in Louisville and then the events that led to last night and 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 furthermore, to to be able to put those in a format that then where they're even chronological or contextual is nearly important uh, is nearly impossible for me. Um, you know, I, I spent I spent the better part of a few minutes of the last two shows just talking about Louisville preparing and what it likely means in their posturing, and then we learned during the show yesterday that at one thirty Eastern time we would find we would find we would get uh, an announcement from Attorney General Daniel Cameron, but come to find out it was at one fifteen that the grand jury indictments or lack of indictments were announced. So they went live with that at one fifteen yesterday. Uh, and so that was it was sped up. It was a little earlier than I had expected. But then to hear those indictments read, or there were three indictments, and they were not for what many people were wanting them to be for, and then to also then have to wait about, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes to get uh, Attorney General Cameron to come along there in Frankfurt and sort of dissect what was said and wasn't said, and then the realization of the people who were gathered in Jefferson Park in Louisville at the epicenter of uh, where this was going on, um, and then to slowly see the mood of people change and their outcry and their frustration with the results of the investigation that then led to clashes yesterday with uh, law enforcement and protesters in Louisville, then to gunfire last night where two um, LMPD officers were shot, uh, were shot, wounded, and treated, to then the eventual curfew on the city of Louisville last night that eventually things kind of calmed down because of the curfew, but it was well past the curfew hour that um, 
order was sort of restored. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not a Louisvillian. Um, I'm not an African-American. I'm, uh, but I am a Kentuckian. Um, uh, I'm an American. I'm a Kentuckian. And I'm someone who uh, likes to think that he can be uh, practical, objective. Um, I like to try and put myself in the shoes of others. Uh, I like to at least pride myself on the ability to to having the ability to put myself in someone else's perspective and to also understand that, you know, I don't know everything about the situation and I don't know what it's like to live in the community that uh, a lot of the the people who are protesting and a lot of the concerns that I don't know what it's like to walk in those shoes. Mm-mm. Um I'm curious to know uh and I'm open-minded to know uh how how our country uh gets better, how, how we how we have more unity. Yeah. Um, but I also, at the same time, you know, try and focus on, on the word justice. What, what is justice? Um, you know, I I think in 2020 and in America, we like to think that, well, justice is my kind of justice, whatever, whatever justice I like is the justice that should rule. And then someone who probably feels differently about other things says, well, no, my kind of justice is the kind of, of justice that we need. And then yet another person would say the, well, no, but I like justice this way. Mm -hmm. And so I really try and being somewhat of a purist about things or a traditionalist about getting back to the core of things, I struggle and say, what is justice? What, when is justice served and when is justice not served? And is the law, if the law is served, is that always justice? I don't know. For me, justice has biblical connotations. You know, you, you find justice in the, in the scripture, in the Bible, and, but you also see vengeance and you see revenge and you see, and so it's just a very complicated issue for me to have to be in this position today and say, well, you know what happened, you know, or here, here's what happened or here's why it went that way. But what we do know is that one officer indicted on three charges of wanton endangerment that happened at the scene of where Brianna Taylor died, but didn't have anything to do with Brianna Taylor specifically. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that alone is troubling to a lot of people who have been marching and protesting for the better part of 90 days or, you know, for the better part of March 13th. That that tragedy occurred on March 13th, but it really was in the wake of George Floyd that it caught that it received the fuel to the fire that led to the marching. You know, there wasn't, it wasn't that no one knew anything about it, but we went, we went for a while without there being a lot of Breonna Taylor situation talk, but then nationally all these things came to, came to the main stage and we started having a conversation. And so I just, what I would beg people, celebrities and other people from around the country to know is, you know, the law of Kentucky is what was used here. The investigation in Kentucky and the laws of Kentucky and the um, the the permissions given to law enforcement officers, that was the prism that was used for making the decision yesterday that the grand jury came to the conclusion that that was the extent of the indictments. Again, I go back. In the grand scheme of things, is that just... I I don't know. It's, it's it's not for me to say, but I don't think that just because you don't like what happened in the situation, I don't think you can claim that that isn't justice. 
but it did meet the standard of the law, and the law was as the other two officers had the ability, had the had were permitted to defend themselves when bullets started flying. Uh, I do want to say, again, we could talk for hours, and I think a lot of people are talking for hours around water coolers, and they're talking online, and they're talking, you know, across the coffee table from one another. So these conversations are happening everywhere, and we're not going to solve anything today. It's not, it's not my effort to solve anything, but yet just to kind of get things out there on a dialogue and view them from the, from the proper perspective, I thought it was a complete and total change when the attorney general made the claim yesterday, and I have no reason to dispute it, you know, he's he, he's out there and he says that the warrant was not served as a no-knock warrant. They had a no-knock warrant, but now he says, according to their investigation, that a neighbor corroborated that they knocked and that they announced themselves before they smashed the door in. And if that is true, then it changes a whole lot of the chatter that's been going on over the last 90 days about the validity or lack of validity of no-knock warrants. I'm not I'm not I'm certainly not going to make a claim and say they served their purpose. But but now we're finding out that maybe it wasn't just the situation of it being a no-knock warrant that was the crux of where this case was falling. Does that make sense? If it it was a no-knock warrant, but they didn't use it in a no-knock capacity. So there are just a lot of more, just a lot more variables. We know the variables as presented to us by the Attorney General yesterday. We've not seen the entire file. We're not going to see the entire file so long as there's an FBI investigation going on or there could be federal charges. We're not going to see that even though there are calls for it. I do want to commend... Um, I want to commend law enforcement. Um, I th- I enjoyed the perspective of seeing what it looked like behind law enforcement lines yesterday instead of having to take the media on the outside looking in. If you were following along socially, you got the uh, ability to see what it was looked like standing behind the shields, standing behind the lines of law enforcement and what it looked like and what they were faced with. I also, I, I don't know that Daniel Cameron told 100% truth yesterday. I don't know that he didn't. That's not my claim. But he was poised yesterday. He was articulate. He was, he handled questions well. And I am extremely proud of the way that the attorney general presented all of the information yesterday and in the forum that he presented it. Again, I don't know if all the facts, I don't know if I have all the facts, and I don't know if I know all of the details that I might want to know. But I do know on the surface that I think he's to be commended for the way he handled an awfully difficult situation. Yeah, I think and so as well. I just, you know, there's just a couple of points I want to make, and really they're just seeds to plant for you because we are part of white America who's grown up in a culture of predominantly white community where we've not had um, a lot of African-American or or black or brown friends or different ethnic people to grow up with and understand the cultural differences or what they deal with. So I think the one thing that we have to do is to, we can show empathy because we've never lived in their, we've never walked in their shoes. But the one thing we have to do is we have to educate ourselves because I think the worst ignorance is chosen ignorance. It's choosing to hear what other people are saying, and it may sound right, 
but you haven't educated yourself on the other side of the coin. So I want to leave you with some things that I've been studying the last couple of weeks that are wonderful. And it's a pastor out of New York. His name is Dr. A.R. Bernard. Google, YouTube him and justice and Black Lives Matter versus this, this, the ideology and the organization. That's two different things. So there's a lot of talk about that. I also want you to research and understand the difference between racism and classism. That's going to help you tremendously. But it, unlike you, it goes back to biblical justice. And he does a great sermon on God's justice. And he's going to start you there and walk you through this entire process of not Breonna Taylor, but the protests that are going on right now. And the one thing that helped me the most was when he talks about the passage of the wheat and the tares. And the angel says, do you, do you want me to pluck up the tares that the enemy has sown? And he said, no. And he goes on to explain that if in God's justice, if he removes the bad, we have to understand the implications to all of the people that are good that taking that one bad thing would happen. So when I look at something, I'm like, why don't you just smite them, Lord? Don't you still smite people? <laughs> and it's like, but all the people that are attached to them. He has to deal with that before he can deal with the justice. So sometimes justice comes later. Sure. But anyway, I can't I can't do it justice. Um, Dr. A.R. Bernard, find that and just educate yourself as a white person what it is to live in America as a black or brown person. Before you make any other decisions, I need you to look and try to have empathy and try to put yourself in their situation. I'm like you. I don't I don't know where I stand on everything that happened yesterday, but I do know that we have as a society had laws on the books that have hurt our black and brown friends. Jim Crow laws, segregation laws that we've so not all law is right. And we need to look at our laws constantly and say, are we using laws to discriminate against people? And if we are, those have to be changed. Right. But I will say on a no-knock warrant, when I try to think about if somebody just walked into my house with the wrong address with a no-knock warrant, I'm a concealed carry, and my concealed carry says if you you barged into my house and I have the right to defend myself, regardless of, you know, and, and people show up. We've had it happen here to Mr. Moon. Remember the people pretended to be the FBI, and they held him kidnapped? Yeah. So just because you come in with a uniform doesn't mean that I'm supposed to assume that you aren't, um, you know, an imposter. So. So many yeah. things to review I, I, and look I at. I had on my notes, you know, it's just, I, I love law enforcement. I, I mean, yeah, I, I do, and I'm supportive of law enforcement. But I also, come, I, I owe it to myself to flip around and go, well, what happens when there's injustice among law enforcement, sure. and what do you do? But then also, what do you do with the injustice from the citizenry? Like, right. Because in my notes, it said policing is messy. It is messy. Mm-hmm. You know, policing is completely different if yeah. if if – if everyone respected first self and mm-hmm. then they respected fellow man mm-hmm. and they respected fellow man's property and they respected family and they, right, yeah. the policing would be you completely know. different. But also policing would be completely different if if law enforcement always made the best decisions yeah. that we would have them to. So, again, there's just there's 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 just no perfection. There's in not. Our and society. I go back, you know, we're in this place of Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. If we if we want to look at All Lives Matter, if we truly live that All Lives Matter. The, the life in the womb, the, the the blue lives, the black lives, the white, all like, we would not be in this predicament. If every person truly lived like all lives matter, we would not be in this predicament right now. Governor Bashir said yesterday, by the way, uh, the president tweeted uh, support for the officers who were shot last night. And then um, it sounds like they're going to be okay. 
Um, at least that's the latest information that I got. The president also mentioned that he had communicated with Governor Bashir and pledged uh, support in any way that the federal government could. Um, the governor also yesterday uh, announced 796 new coronavirus cases, five new deaths in Kentucky. The positivity rate rose for the third straight day. We had gotten under 4% over the weekend. Now we're back to about 4.6. Uh, 123 people currently in ICU in Kentucky. The UK is studying a, uh, they're doing a study to see if 14 days is the proper amount of time for quarantine if you're exposed or if you've uh, tested positive. They think that it possibly could be shorter. And so you may get some people on UK's campus who will be participating in that study. Justice Ginsburg continued to uh, be paid tribute to yesterday. A lot of prominent visitors at the uh, Supreme Court uh, building there in our nation's capital. It was the first time in six months that many of them had gathered uh, the justices, the family, etc., because they've been operating uh, remotely as as well. But uh, they had the, the court's eight justices uh, Chief Justice Roberts called her tough, brave, a fighter, a winner, but also thoughtful, careful, compassionate, and honest. Uh, Vice President Pence and his wife Karen were there yesterday. The Clintons were there yesterday. President Trump is there, maybe there now, is scheduled to be there this morning. And she will uh, continue to lie there on the steps and then move over into the Capitol, where she will lie in state as the first woman to do so. Uh, but and only the second Supreme Court justice after William Howard Taft. Wow. Taft was also president and Supreme Court justice, and so he lied there. But Rosa Parks lied in repose in the Capitol, so she was the only previous woman to lie there. But there's a difference between lying in repose and lying in state. Justice Ginsburg will be the first woman to lie in state. Do you know the in, difference? In the I U.S. Capitol, yes. Um, I, I do, uh, I'll, but I'll, not prepared to talk to it, okay. but we can uh, we can figure it out. And then uh, one other, we need some bright spots today. We learned yesterday that Hawaii has been named the happiest state. Well, duh. Well, duh. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was a, uh, they edged out Utah just barely, though. <laughs> Hawaii's, I, it was the beach. Hawaii's yeah. total score was 69.6 out of 100. And uh, also Minnesota, New Jersey, and Maryland rounded out the top five. No. No. Hawaii. Right. Hawaii, yeah. is, Hawaii is one, two, three, <laughs> four, sure. and it's five. Yeah. How, How many islands? How many islands are there? you got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way. You're on In the Know. Today is punctuation day. Oh, big fan. Please. Very important. There's some yes. YouTube videos out mm-hmm. there, so we all should go through. Oh. Two spaces after the series, please. Yeah. As we know. <laughs> do you want to eat, Grandpa? Or do you want to eat, Grandpa? It really does matter. Slight punctuation <laughs> makes a big matter. difference. That's right. Thomas save lives. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is also Cherry's Jubilee Day today. So I'm not, not particularly that. a big mm-hmm. fan, but just in case you are, there you there you go. Uh, we have for the last uh, few months we've been featuring on Thursdays the funny tweets of the week. Love these, which we seem to enjoy. You know. Uh, Parenting changing a lot in since uh, mid March, 
And so <laughs> the manifestation of those changes sometimes comes out on Twitter in, you know, 144 character form. Uh, at Mama Jesse C says, uh, my tween is mad at me. And it could be because of any number of horrible things I did this morning. Mm. Stood in the kitchen, poured coffee, stared out the window, said good morning, breathed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, those are those are all offenses. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> so true. How dare you? Chargeable offenses. How dare you? <laughs> Don't look at me. At Rod LaCroix says, if any of you have three hours to kill... Our youngest has a great story about how she picked her favorite color. (laughs) She's going to be a broadcaster. (laughs) Listen, I love kids, but good gravy. Those talkers will get you. They can can carry on for a long time. By the way, I I would like to apologize. I really don't want to hijack the uh, funny tweets segment. But speaking of uh, stories and talkers, uh, I would like to apologize in advance to anyone in this building, and uh, also uh, her other parents. But if you suddenly find yourself being asked by young Alea, ¿Qué pasa? <laughs> uh, I'm solely to blame. I wouldn't doubt that. Because yesterday <laughs> Listen, we decided... they wouldn't blame anybody else. <laughs> You're the only culprit. <laughs> yesterday we decided we wanted to be prepared if we <laughs> ever met Dora. Oh, okay, very good. And so we wanted to have a few walking around phrases in mm-hmm. Spanish. So, you know, if you sure. need to know how someone's doing, you know, if you want to know what's happening, que pasa? Yeah. So okay. uh, she tried it on for size and she liked it a lot, by the way. So just don't be <laughs> Fit surprised. right in her backpack, backpack. Yep, that's right. <laughs> uh, at Divergent Mama said uh, she was rare, like an item of kids clothing in the hamper that's not inside out. Yeah. There is something about kids' clothes that... Listen, the dryer will turn them inside out if you... I mean, so... It will turn mine inside out, does. I know. It's There's only like two shirts of yours, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. But kids', but kids clothes, clothes, they just when like you, tear When out you out. skin a rabbit, yeah. which is how it happens at our house, the clothes are inside out, because if mm-hmm. you've ever skinned a rabbit, the skin is inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Copy Mama says, my 10-year-old rejected a pair of socks... Because she could feel the polka dots. Mm-hmm. I've rejected socks because I can feel the polka dots. That's a real thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. This, this, mm-hmm. Yeah, the material's thicker there or that coated on yes. sticky stuff they put. Yes, but sometimes kids, though, get locked on to something out of the ordinary. Well, sure, but that is a real thing. That is a real thing. And I'm it, on the kid's side. And I'm one on the day, kid's side. They love, they love something one day and then the next day, no, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, trends change. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably it for sure, and you got made fun of. Say, with one sleep. <laughs> at school. <laughs> Trends change in one sleep. Yeah. Somebody, somebody made fun of you at school. Oh, and I can relate. At Simon C. Holland says, that feeling of relief when your kid is dressed up for pajama day and you see another kid in pajamas at drop-off. Yes. Okay. You know, you as a parent, you've been sold yep. and told yep. that something is happening. <laughs> And you think, you think there's an outside chance I'm getting conned. I'm getting Absolutely, bamboozled. because I don't read the folder. Right. Yeah. I don't. Or I just if sign you, it. I don't read that If thing. you go to an ugly sweater 
Christmas party or you go to a costume. Someone tells you, oh, it's a costume party. And you go wearing your costume. Yeah. When you open that door and there are other people wearing costumes, you think, oh, thank, thank you, God. Lord. Thank you, yeah, Lord. I just went all legally blonde on you where she shows up <laughs> as the bunny and nobody else is dressed up. That's right. So I can see where parents are like, okay, good. It really is pajama day. I didn't just get told that. Yes. And then also, you know, we like to funny tweets from parents, but also we like to pick out the occasional funny tweet from the wives. Mm -hmm. And um, one said, my husband wants to make cauliflower crust pizza. So now I have to run to the grocery store and find a new husband. Yeah. <laughs> cauliflower. I'm looking for a chunky one like, that probably doesn't like cauliflower. Right? <laughs> it's probably like a wife thing to right. I'm not looking a for a cauliflower crust. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like cauliflower. Pumpkin spice yeah, macaroni and cheese is coming this fall thanks to Kraft Dinner. That sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Macaroni and cheese is teeter tottering on its own. In my, mm-hmm. is it with is it acceptable or is it not acceptable? On the on the range of acceptable sides for me, pumpkin spice is most always last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now the order of the the order of the ones ahead of macaroni and cheese may change. It could be green beans. It could be broccoli. It could be fries. It could be it could be. Baked potato, it could be. But macaroni and cheese is almost always the, well, I can't have two potatoes. (laughs) Or I've already picked a start, Mm. one starch and one green. I certainly don't want two greens. But macaroni and cheese is almost like the placeholder. Like, okay. Really? Yeah, for me, it's a go-to. Yeah. But if you go junking it up with pumpkin spice... It's it's going off the acceptable list no. into the ain't no way list. I mean, for so many days, macaroni and cheese was the entree at our house when <laughs> oh, the kids I know. were little. I, I know. I mean, and then it was like, do you want a chicken nugget to scoop up the extra cheese? Right. You can't get with the pasta. I understand kids orbit around macaroni and cheese, and their mamas. Just kids. It's not just kids. The kids. And the, it's because the, the mamas. mamas blame it on the kids, but they finish up the plate. No, right? but I think that comes as a result of. Mamas know that if they're going to make macaroni and cheese for the kids, they might as well just have some so they don't have to make anything else. You've never yeah, been a retired. mama, clearly. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what, never been a mother. No, I'm, just, I'm not blaming the moms. I'm oh, just thinking, well, it's I'm made. Saying, I might as well there eat it. are so many things our kids do and eat because we want them and we want to blame it on them. Oh, all right. Oh, revealing. I'm learning something. Let's I just didn't know. tell the truth. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. We're just too tired. Cheese pizza all the days. <laughs> Chicken nuggets and macaroni. Dads, but dads don't have to be that diabolical about it. If we want the kids to want something because we want it, we just say, we're having pizza. Mark, we have a reputation to, with, to, <laughs> to, to uphold, a cheese pizza right? yesterday. Uh, yeah. Uh, and not for the little one. An update. <laughs> she wasn't even there. Uncle Ben's reveals its new name, Ben's Original. Why not Uncle? Apparently, I, I guess apparently, you know, when we went through here cleaning up all these products... That we felt like were insensitive. The word uncle was somehow racially insensitive. So Listen, we, we had to take the picture. We had to take the picture away and we had to take uncle away. But otherwise, it's the same orange box and it's the same font and it's the same color of blue. And it's Ben's the same original. goodness. It's the same we exact We also rice. lost the Indian on Lanza Lake butter. We did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did anybody ask Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben if they wanted to lose the aunt and uncle? <laughs> Aren't they married? 
Uh, well, they, they dated they, for a while. Did they make a decision they together? Dated, they, they dated for a while. they no longer – is this them trying to go back in time to be younger? 2020 has been a barrage of unsettling news, uh, including losing Uncle Ben and, and Aunt Jemima. But now I'm learning. I understood when it happened, but now it sounds as that it may be permanent. McDonald's sounds like they will not bring all-day breakfast back. Can, can you – I love McDonald's, by the way. Matter of fact, I had breakfast at McDonald's today. <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> I've not had mine yet. No, Thank you. For no, part- right on oh, cue. Misty oh, grabs sorry. her koozie. Oh, okay. And gotcha. gets, uh, would you like to do it again for those that missed it? I got the golden arches in the shot there. Okay, very good. This is my favorite thing I ever got in my whole life, other than my children and my husband. Can can we? I, I understand. Stays with me every. I understand the full breakfast menu mm-hmm. may be a little clunky and hard to do. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I, look, those McGriddles, fine. After ten thirty or before ten thirty only, fine, no problem. Burritos before ten thirty, fine, no problem. But can you leave the egg McMuffin? Like the egg McMuffin is the McDonald's signature breakfast sandwich, and I don't even eat it whenever uh, every time I eat breakfast at McDonald's. But it is so quintessential McDonald's that sometimes at two thirty in the afternoon, you want one when your McDonald's tank is filling low. Yes, and I'm yeah. I don't. You don't have to do the McChicken. You don't like yeah. the chicken biscuit. You don't have to do the hotcakes and sausage. You don't. But can you just put? Can yeah. you just put the Egg McMuffin on McDonald's. there all the time? Mark's 10-gallon hat's filling five gallons flat. Right. I just need – sometimes you just go, whoa. Hankering oh, that for would be That would be good. McDonald's Egg McMuffin. <clears throat> That's all I ask. Can Can you just leave that one item? And, again, it's not my go-to item. What's your go-to? But it's your – it would be like saying – I guess the other thing is they would need to serve Big Macs before 1030. Amen. I was getting ready to say, now what are you going to give now us that? for breakfast time for us who don't necessarily like breakfast food? Like this week, my or breakfast has been nachos. Well, at you get up so early. So yeah. breakfast yeah. for normal people is different. For, By breakfast time, yeah, for it's you. lunch for Misty. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I eat breakfast at like 6, 6.30, but I'm mm. eating nachos. Like, I don't like breakfast food. Please just take it under advisement, McDonald's. Just just give us the one item. We just need one breakfast item all day, and then we can have one non-breakfast item during breakfast hours, and then we'll, we'll – I got it. I love breakfast for dinner. Here's what they should do. They should give French fries in the morning for us that don't like that hash brown patty. Mm, could, mm-hmm, French could fries with the breakfast sandwich may bring me back to the breakfast. That, you know, that's one the of the reasons, though, that I love the Egg like. McMuffin idea mm-hmm. at 2.30 in the afternoon. Because you can get French fries mm, with the egg That's what McMuffin. it is. Mm. Yeah, I don't I like French fries. Reese's will sell a salty peanut butter cup with pretzels. <gasps> Life just got better in 2020. And this is just a take five. While I McDonald's may be giving me some concerning news, Kitakate is totally redeeming themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Misty, we're going to be in this. We may all going to be in it. That you can now get in a special Kit Kat flavor club. <gasps> So you get a box of new flavors before they're available in stores if you're in the club. It's like the wine of the month for people who drink wine. I'm canceling my hair club for men subscription, and I'm <laughs> oh, joining the Kit Kat yay! Flavor Club. This is so, I will get rid of BoxyCharm. <laughs> I don't belong to any club. We're I sorry. I am getting in the Kit Takate <laughs> Club.
Put and you just, you just look out. Yeah. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Did you know the movie Grease was released in Venezuela under the name Vaselina? (laughs) (laughs) That is one of the best things I've heard in a long time, other than what I heard from the break, yeah. (laughs) Vaselina is the word. Vaselina is the word, is the word. Doesn't flow. No. Doesn't flow. Uh, I don't know. You probably there, can yeah. make it work, though. Go yeah, Vaselina Lightning. You just, you it's know. got too many, you know, go <laughs> Grease Lightning levels. and go Vaselina Lightning. Just that does is not. funny, though. It does not work. You can absolutely forget it. Uh, Mike Tyson is revealing that the 2020 election will be his first time voting. Mike Tyson has never voted <laughs> in an election. Well, he's, does he need some guidance? He's 54 years of age. He may need some help. He I said, I'm, I'm proud to finally vote. Now, one of the reasons is in 1992, he was sentenced to six years in prison after yeah, being charged right. with one count of rape, two counts of deviant sexual conduct. He spent three years in prison during that time period. So three he years has for raping. felony record. and oh. um, But still, there's a lot of years in there that... That's right. You had the opportunity. I just was well, thinking that no, you can as a convicted felon. Oh, uh, right. Sexual yeah. offenders okay. cannot vote. Yeah, That's why just, he has uh, okay. you have to have. It's, because uh, of the new laws, he can now. Some gotcha. laws it's are changing, right. Yeah. And that's where Mike Bloomberg is spending a lot of his money in Frankfurt, uh, Florida trying to buy the election by paying yeah. court fees. So, so you might have served your sentence, but if you've not made financial restitution, your court costs, et cetera, yeah. then your voting rights aren't fully restored. Well, so that's why they're dumping money into it. Some felons can have their records expunged, but I don't think that a, a sex offender can. Uh, right. Uh, I was just thinking not. about this yesterday, and lo and behold, the information falls before me this morning. David Letterman's Netflix show, My Next Guest, uh-huh. sets the season three premiere and order. The third season of My Next Guest needs no introduction, has a four-episode roster, including Lizzo. Kim Kardashian, Dave Chappelle, and Robert Downey Jr. And all the episodes will premiere at once on October 21st. Is that Santa Claus? He, uh, well, Letterman, is, Letterman is looking very Santa Claus-like. Oh, that's Letterman. You know, and you saw him at the Indy 500. It was funny to see his, he had a face mask on, but then his big white beard sticking out from underneath that's it. Letterman? That's Dave Letterman. Yeah, he decided to go Ernest Hemingway after his uh, Oh, that after is very his show. Ernest yeah, Hemingway. Yes. And so... By the way, that's wow. one of the – I've always been a big fan of Letterman. He and I, you know, we don't really line up politically. But um, just back to his show at NBC and his humor and his top ten list mm-hmm. and all that, I've always been a big Letterman fan. And I'll tell you is that uh, his his style of Q&A with guests is, you know, I have uh, – it's not that I'm particularly good at it, but – as good as I am at Q&A, a lot of that comes from he's part of the reason that I try and emulate that, how you have a conversation with someone that might be engaging when other people are watching. And so he he is brilliant. As good as his show was on CBS, mm-hmm. his ability to engage with his guest mm-hmm. in this format is very good. So, so. how would okay. you compare him to Jay Leno, which is the only late night person that I've ever really 
enjoyed. Jay Leno is always doing shtick when he's doing his Q&A with his guest. You know, it's always a setup to a zinger to uh and Letterman is more revealing. You know, like Howard Stern is like deep diving, gets to the core of the issue mm-hmm. and gets you to say things you probably don't want to tell the public. Yeah. But Letterman is just more of an inbounds back and forth um you know, it's, I think his genuine nature comes out in his style. Mm-hmm. So anyway, October 21st, all four episodes of the season out at one time. I think the, those are, I don't know a lot about Lizzo. Um, I've seen, you know, some media coverage of her. Uh, she'll be interesting. But the Dave Chappelle one, the, the Dave Chappelle one, I will appreciate the Kim Kardashian one because I think I'll learn a lot about her that I'm not going to otherwise learn. But really looking forward to the Dave Chappelle one. I love Dave Chappelle. Yeah, too. He's uh, he's an interesting story, and a person who you know has a public persona at things has created you know an entity and an entertainment. I don't know if it's an empire, but then to you know he, definitely a brand. He's a dad. He lives in Ohio. He's you know still kind of down to down to earth. Parks and Rec among the titles that are leaving Netflix. So we were just talking about hmm. Letterman on Netflix. Parks and Rec all seven seasons will be leaving Netflix. Look for them to surface on Peacock. So if you're following, you know, if you're going to have Peacock, you'll still have access. Peacock. Highway to Heaven, seasons one through five, uh, leaving. The Patriot is leaving. The Silence of the Lambs leaving. Spaceballs is leaving. Oh. So get it while you can on Netflix on those titles. Yeah, that should be, like, included in your Uncle Mark. For the young oh, children baseballs. to watch baseballs. And also the never-ending story and the never-ending yes. story, too, are leaving Netflix mm. that month as well. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's baseballs. May the Schwartz be with you. What a great, great movie. I mean, it puts all those, puts The Princess Bride yes. with Star Wars with, I mean, oh, what an amazing movie. Uh, Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Going to finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Would you rather wear shoes one size too small or one size too big? Too big and stuff them. Too small hurts your feet all day. What if it happens during a pandemic and you don't have any toilet paper? It really depends on what I'm doing with the shoes. I would rather them be too small if it's like a cocktail event or something like that because I don't like to slip out of the ones that are too big because I'll trip and fall. I think a lot of women (laughs) do a little bit of both on any given day depending upon where they're going and what shoes they're wearing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just like the shoes to say, oh, sorry, we don't have it in your size. Well, okay, give me the size bigger or the size smaller. And I mean, if it's got Velcro on it, give me the bigger and I can tighten those babies down. <laughs> Ratchet it down? <laughs> yes. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, on television tonight, Celebrity Family Feud is on ABC. Kathy Lee Gifford versus Ricky Lake in the first half hour. Oh, dear. And Two Chains versus Big Boy in the second half hour. I don't know Two Chains so, or Big Boy. Yeah. Uh, and leave that over there. Uh, big boy uh, uh, got paid to do appear in Apple iPhone commercials all night. No, all I hear right now is I like it when you call me Big Papa. 
right? Boy. Like, B- by the way, it's B-O-I. If you're Googling it, it's B-O-I. <laughs> and oh. two, two chains. He's the big brother to one chain. Yeah, I did, I did put that together. Today's right? highlight in history. Yeah. Of course, he does look up to three chains. Wait, how old are you supposed to be to know this? Mm, I'm going. Are we older? 20 or? and under. Yeah, I think 30-year-olds know. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask Sam. If Sam knew, then we're going to. I'm going to change my. 1789, President Washington signed a Judiciary Act establishing America's federal court system and creating the post of Attorney General. In 1890, the President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, Wilford Woodruff, wrote a manifesto renouncing the practice of plural marriage. Mm. I don't think everybody got the memo. 1964. The situation comedy The Munsters premiered on CBS television. Also, uh, the adventure series Daniel Boone debuted on NBC. Daniel Boone was a man. Birthdays today. News anchor Lou Dobbs is 75 today. Mean Joe Green is 74 today. Played for the Steelers infamously in that Coca-Cola commercial. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Mean Joe. You want my Coke? Thanks, kid. Well, thanks, Mean Joe. Throws him his jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Ham, the Olympic gold medal gymnast, is 38 today. Uh, Miss Buckles, you're wearing a friend shirt today, and mm-hmm. your 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 belated birthday present arrived earlier this week. It did. You got the new friend's cookbook. It was pre-ordered for you, and it has arrived. I guess what I want to know most, um, so obviously the recipe is in there for the moist maker. It is. The recipe is in there for how to properly make a Thanksgiving turkey, of course, mm-hmm. including putting it on your head. Yes. Uh, the trifle, the yes. infamous trifle is dishes in there. But it's an entire book. So my question yes. for you is this. Yes. Of all the recipes in that book, what is the one that I will be sampling first? Oh, because you're going to make it? No. <laughs> no. You have, you've got the cookbook. I didn't get the cookbook. You're, you're the cooker. You I, the pro- cooker I procured the cookbook. Right. You All received right. the cookbook. Well, we're if, getting close to Thanksgiving. So, so probably the moist maker. The moist maker? Yeah. But there are a couple of ones in here that are interesting. So it even has like uh, Monica's cupboard, Like, so if you watch the show, you see all those things that she has behind. So there's like a list of things that she has. Okay. But I've also found crab cakes in here. Crab cakes? Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yep. All right. Very good. I really I, thought you were going to make them. I still, well, so I see what you did there, though, because <laughs> if you if you want to make the moist maker, see, the, mo- the moist maker requires prepared raw materials. What's the moist maker? It's the, the sandwich turkey. with the turkey. Oh, with from the, Thanksgiving. Yeah. So you take your you take your leftover Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. and you turn it into a you sandwich. Soak some of the bread and the gravy and mm-hmm. put it in between. Wait, mm. So you're trying to trick me by making the gravy and the turkey and the so right. then you can make the just a simple. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Listen, we're both smart. Gone we'll figure not, it out. Gone but not forgotten. 1896. <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald. Jim McKay, born in 1921. Jim Henson in 1936. Linda McCartney in 1941. Phil Hartman in 1948. Gone, but not forgotten on the Phil Hartman front, especially. 1958, Bobby Day, number one. I know you're waiting to hear Michael Jackson's voice, but you're not going to. Okay, no Dirty Diana, Michael Jackson, but, you know. 
Wasn't the MJ song I was looking for anyway. Let's go to the year of 1967. It somehow seems very seasonably, seasonally appropriate. This is Jay and the Techniques. Apple peaches, pumpkin, <laughs> Apple peaches Pumpkin Pie is the name of the song. This song wouldn't have been number one in the spring. I wonder how many takes they had to, to, for him to phonically get that correct. Sure. They had, tough. they had a spring really version of this that. song. I think it was ham, deviled eggs, <laughs> and peeps. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Didn't flow quite as nice. No. no. But tasted better. It's, trying, it's like trying to turn grease into Vaseline. Yeah. Pears <laughs> didn't make either the song. The song doesn't work nearly as well. <laughs> 1976. England, Dan, and John Ford Coley, number one. With I'd really love to see you tonight. I remember when the Cougar Pet Band yeah. played this song. Did you? Mm-hmm. Huh. Sure do. By the way, Cougar Football's tonight, don't forget. Today, early this week. Mm-hmm. Muhlenberg County coming to Grayson County High School tonight. 1985, Phil Collins. Don't lose my number. So what happens in the guitar solo? Can we just have a normal video? I didn't really want. I didn't really want a a, a uh, how do you call it a, a noir, a video noir, mm-hmm. a new way of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but that was the thing in that times. Was you know they had to one up each other. Let's make it videos. epic. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, Joe Diffie, Third Rock from the Sun, number one in '94. Justin Timberlake, Senorita in 2003, and Flo Rida, Whistle, number one eight years ago today. Embi's Pearl of Wisdom for today. <laughs> when you can't control what's happening, challenge yourself to control the way you respond. Mm, say it again to what is happening. Back. When you can't control what's happening, challenge yourself to control. The way you respond to what's happening. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of.